can be really set free by the anointing of the Holy Ghost tonight, that we begin to see the Word of God in a more positive way, in a more blessed way, in a real way, a way that sets us free. I should, you know, I shall shock some of you when I say this, and there's not many, many people that, that, that really agree with you when you tell them this. But I went through, when I came out of, uh, of this religious bondage, out of the mission, there was a time in my life when I could not. Now, you won't, you, there's some of you, you'll talk about me behind the back and you'll say, I don't believe with that. I, don't, I don't, just don't accept what that brother said tonight. Well, I don't care whether you do or whether you don't in that sense. Because only I know that God is real to me. And I know my testimony before God. Whether you know me or whether you don't, it doesn't really matter. What really matters tonight is that God knows me. And whether you can accept this or not, there was a time in my life when I could not, could not read the Word of God. I couldn't. Whether you agree with me or whether you say it's not right, brother, I don't care. I just could not. And I'm being honest tonight, I could not pick up this Word and get any blessing from it. I did not want to pick it up and I didn't want to read it. But I was going on with God. I was loving him and I was blessing him. And I was singing praises to God, hallelujah. And God was revealing to me things that I'd never seen before. I just could not read the written word of God. And I'll tell you something else. There was nobody that I could go to. I didn't know of one man of God that I could go to and pour my heart out to him. I didn't know of one sister that I could go to and, and feel any love and comfort from them if I confessed to them that I wasn't reading the Word of God. I just didn't know anybody. It was as though the whole earth was void of all such people that could understand you. But you know what God did? He brought a man to me. I couldn't find the man, but God brought one to me. He didn't know my problem. This is what I like. When people can come and talk to you, and you, you haven't said anything to them, but they're talking about what's in your heart. Oh, praise the Lord, I know that such as a led of the Spirit, they are the sons of God. They're the sons of God. And he came to me, and he said, Fred, I want you to come outside and sit in my van with me. I went outside from, from that room and we sat in his little minivan and he said, I don't know why I should tell you this because I've not told any other man but I feel I should tell you today. You see, he had been in the same mission as I had and come under the same religious bondage. And he said to me, I've got to tell you something. There was a time in my life, Fred, when I couldn't read the Word of God. When I couldn't read the Word of God. <coughs> and you know, I began to worship God in my heart and I said, thank you, Lord, I found somebody that feels like I felt. And now I'm feeling now all the peace that was coming into my heart. That, that God dealt with somebody the same as he was dealing with me. And then I began to see why. You see, I've been so grounded in the Word of God, but in a doctrine. In a doctrine. Oh, it was all sound, but it was all doctrine. 
had so much negative stuff, so much about the glory of God, but I could never attain to it. It was impossible. The burden that it was putting on me was so heavy that I couldn't bear it. I didn't know what I was going to do with it. And then God showed me. The reason that I couldn't re read it was because when he wanted to show me something new, I would con convert it back. Convert it back. Can you remember when we yeah. became decimalised? Yes. Everybody was converting back. Yeah. And the people who understood decimalisation said, don't, don't convert it back. Accept it for what it is. Don't say that 30p is six shillings. It's not. 30p is 30p. Finish with the old stuff. And that's what God was telling me. What I say to you now, I told you that you'd walk in the paths that I had ordained for you. Don't convert it back. And you know, praise the Lord, it's been wonderful to me. And bless him tonight, you know, he's made me to realise that for years and years I walked in my own righteousness. Don't do this. I can't do that, brother. I can't go with you here. I can't do that. I mustn't do this. You know, I even remember Faith telling herself off one day because she found herself singing an old worldly song. I remember, 20 odd years ago, I can remember her saying it, that she had rebuked herself for singing an old worldly song. That's how much we was in bondage to the word of God. We was in bondage. You can't do this and you can't. But oh, praise the Lord to be set free tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm glad I'm free. I'm glad I'm free. I said I'm glad I'm free. I'm glad I'm free. Hallelujah. It's good to be free. And come on, folks. Forget your own doctrine, forget your own idea. Let's start a new war for God in these last hours of 1980. Let's have a new walk with God. Let's ask God to give us a mighty anointing of the Spirit. For the anointing will destroy the yoke. Hallelujah. Praise God. We're still in Romans 8, aren't we? We're still in Romans 8, aren't we? Hallelujah. Bless and you know, life. this has blessed me. It, it, you know, Fred says, there is therefore now no condemnation. Now if we read on the thir verse 31, it says, what shall we say to these things? <laughs> if God be for us, who can be against us? Who can be against us? Who can be against us? He who didn't spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, yes, that's will right. he not also with him freely give us all things. All things. Who shall lay anything? Never mind condemnation. Never mind condemnation. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justified. Who's going to condemn? If God doesn't condemn, I dead. It goes on further than that. It says, Where is it? If God had just had it, who is to condemn? Not Jesus, he died for us. Yes, bless him. Yes. Not, not condemn us, he died for us. Yes. Hallelujah. So who's going to condemn us? There is therefore now no condemnation. Oh, Hallelujah. No condemnation. All that religious mumbo-jumbo and rubbish we've left behind. There's therefore no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, who 
Well, we all just have to reflect what after this verdict. That's it. Amen. God doesn't condemn us. Test your ear. Jesus didn't condemn us. He died for us instead. Bless him. What did he say to the late woman that was taken in adultery? He says, and neither do I condemn her. No, neither do I. That's it. The people, the religious folk that were there were condemning us right in the center and they've got plenty to condemn us for. And you might think that you've got plenty to condemn me for, or Tom, or Dick, or Harry. But is it God that justifies? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He goes on to say, it is Christ who died. Yea, rather, that is risen again. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. How do I know he's alive? How do I know he's alive? Hallelujah. I know he's alive. Jesus is alive in me. Jesus is alive in me. A brother told me the other day, he said, well, to, to do what, actually, what you talk about, to change a man's nature so that he is no longer aggressive uh, and, and seeking his own will and his own way, he said he'd have to be born again. I said, yes, and that's what happened. Yeah. That's exactly what God does. We're born again. Not of the flesh, nor of the will of the flesh, but of God. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. A new life. Oh, a new way. Yes. You know, this is why they could never understand Jesus. There's plenty of people who met him, but very few people saw him. Right. All the scribes and Pharisees met him, but they didn't see him. Yes. This is why he said to his disciples, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Yes, yes. There's a difference. Oh, you can meet a person, but to see him. To see him. To see him. There's a lot of people met Jesus, but how many have seen him? How many know him? How many know him? All oh, this makes all the difference, doesn't it? All the difference in the world. All the difference in the world. Jesus said to his disciples, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. There isn't any difference. And when I see the Christ in you, brother, and when I see the Christ in you, sister, and when you see the Christ in me, brother and sister, then you see Jesus. You don't see me, you see the Christ that's in me. And this is what God wants to do to make us one. Right. This is what Romans 8 is all about. He wants to make us one. Amen. Just as much one as he was one with the Father. In, 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 in John it says that they might be one. Even as we are one. I in them and thou in me. Right. That they might be one. Oh hallelujah. Amen. Oh glory. You know, this is what all this gospel of Jesus Christ is all about. He came and died for us and shed his blood and set us free and filled us with to make us one. To make us one. 
Glory. to make us one, that they might be one. This is the purpose of the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is the purpose of all the gospel, that we might be one, 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 one. Oh, glory, hallelujah. tonight soaking up the sun and soaking up this spirit you know you come money can't buy this you know can you know oh you know we haven't seen any of our relations this christmas you know we haven't seen one of them and they're not wanted they don't mean anything to me you know 
we've been went off yesterday to see friends at Skegness, you know, born again, and it was lovely to go and share with them, you know, and take this joy. <coughs> and, uh, you know, as Henry said so much tonight, I can say amen, amen to, you know. Well, everything that's been said, isn't it lovely when you've got that within that witnesses with what somebody else has said, you know, and there's so many, you know, we've been and heard so much of this condemnation we was at a meeting last Sunday, you know, we went to share back home with some brothers and sisters and all, oh, you know, I just, even now, and I think of what a sister said to her, a young Christian just born again about condemnation. Do you know, it's it just like a sword going in me. I can't get it out of me. And I'm just longing to see this young girl again, to, to say something to her myself, because like Fred says, you dare be free and say something because they'll jump on me. If I'd have said what I know, you know, so I'm just longing that I might see her. But, you know, I said to my friend, uh, we were coming the other Saturday, but it is, as Henry says, that you have to be led by the Spirit. And we was all set to come here from Sleaford the other week, and it was much nearer for us. But we went to visit these people, and we were led to stay there and talk with them. And she was saying, well, you know more about the glory way. I mean, they think they know about it there, but they don't. And I was able to talk to her, and I said to her, well, she said, well, there's a lot of things I hold on dear to. And I said, well, you'd have to be like me. I said, there was a lot of things I used to hold dear, but God is moving in new ways, and yeah, we've got yeah. to be open. Yeah. I said, and it'll be a struggle for you, and you'll find it hard work. You can't go on in the old way that you used to do. I mean, they don't bring babies up today like the way I brought my babies up. You know, on the natural world, and it's the same on the spiritual. God is doing new things, and it, it beholds every one of us. Tonight, as we sang that chorus, I don't sing you won't, I sing I won't leave here as I came in Jesus' name. Bound, depressed, demented, sick or lame. And it's up to you, each one of us. It's up to us. I mean, we can't come in here tonight unless we put our hand on that door and open it. We have to do something. And it's no good us sitting here all lo lolly and thinking, oh, we've come and it's going to happen. You have got to be open and receptive, and you have got to do something about it. You can't come here and sit here and be all lo lolly. You've got to get in and you've got to determine. You've got to determine in your soul. Whether you've got it, it's true, brothers and sisters, I know, because I've been in, been the other way and I've come, oh, I thank God for that day, so I will show you a more excellent way. Oh, praise God, it showed me a more excellent way. And oh, you know, it makes me sad and I see my brothers and sisters bound up and, you know, oh, I'm not doing this and I'm not doing that. Oh, I've met so much this past few weeks. They can't do this, they can't do that. All what this man has told them, the mother, if you only knew what you was missing, brothers and sisters. You know, but we went last night and we took some tapes and we just shared with them. And you know, Audrey wanted to kiss me goodbye. Well, you never see. The more she got near me to kiss me, all she could do was laugh this last. <laughs> and we never did. We never did. She said, you got, and every time she come near me, well, she just doubled up. She couldn't do a thing. And she wanted me to pray, but I thought, well, this will do you more good than praying. <laughs> praise the Lord. You know, she wanted me to pray with them. And, you know, a little time, well, praise God, I don't mind. I enjoy it. But God had different things for us last night. And we had this lovely spirit of laughter, and she couldn't do a thing. I've been going to ring her all day today, but I haven't got round to it. But, you know, brothers and sisters, this has been a, a traumatic year for us. But I, it really has, you know, on the natural, 
and on the spiritual have had oh it's been a, but I praise God because tonight I love him more and I'm still rejoicing I'm still praising God although I've been through the trials and I thank God for these things because it brings me closer to him and it brings me more joy you know and I'm so thrilled and I think let's be determined let's be determined this next year don't let's get into a slop happy attitude because we can even this way we can get slap happy and slowful, you know, and let's get, oh, I love that chorus, Awaken My Heart, to love and adore thee. We've been singing it all the way here. Awaken my heart to pour out before thee. Oh, to know thy love, freely flowing from awakened heart. If there was any singer, I'd sing it to you, but I can't sing it. But let us awaken, it's up to us to awaken. It won't do it of its own, you know. We've got to shake ourselves up and stir and let us be determined to go into this new year. Yes, that's it. I need, I need a jolly good stirring. I have to do I have to do it daily. I have to shake my foot. You could be all slap happy and slowful if you don't. You've got to stir yourself and God don't want you like that. He wants you on fire. He wants you to enjoy an abundant life. Oh, I can feel, you know, I Pregnant with something more than the natural baby. Praise the Lord. Bless the Lord. Yes, amen. You know, just a few minutes ago, I was thinking that, that sometimes we're in a meeting and that there's a chap at the front wanting us to do something, you know, and I thought, well, is this, some, you know, sometimes you think, well, is it me? You know, I don't want to do it. And yet you see, some, I come here and I feel, you know, you feel as if you want to do it, don't you? But you know, it's come to me, in the Bible it said, my sheep know my voice. Amen. You know, and you know the voice of God. It's only the voice of God speaking through a man. And you know, if it's not of God, this is when you don't want to do it. My sheep know my voice. And it's, you know, it's been a revelation to me. Just sat there, I was thinking, well, why do I want to do it here? And why don't I want to do it there? You know, in certain places. And it's, my sheep know my voice. And you know, this is what it's all about. But I just want to, uh, I want to read something for you because it's funny and you should read this this week, uh, tonight because I've been, Ephesians chapter six, I've been reading it for the last 10 years. Uh, you know, on and off between other things. But I find out that, that uh, in this Ephesians chapter six, there are two types of well, there's the defensive and the offensive. Now then, we don't get taught the, the, the offensive weapon, the one with the strike. Now then, I got down to this, now I've, I've, I've studied it, looked at it, but it's only lately that it's been a revelation to me. And it said, now then, you've got the, uh, having learned loins girt about with truth and the breast, breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Now then, after that, you have to do you take things up then, don't you? You take up the shield of faith. You take it up. You start taking it up. And then the helmet of salvation. And then the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Well, we all know that we use the word of God in our everyday life to battle with Satan. Now then, from then, I left it at that. But you know, there's a bit more that goes on to the And it says, there's another weapon that very few of us, now I'm only speaking for myself, and I don't know, it's prayer. 
you know, intercessory prayer and things like that. You know, I've gone into my bedroom many a time, I don't know whether you haven't, so I'm going to get to grips with God. And I fell asleep, and then I've looked out the window and all sorts of happened. But you know, God knows when we're ready for it. God knows when we're ready to use the weapon, to use the weapon that it's for. He never gives us anything that we can't use effectively. And it's only lately that I have had this real desire, and I'm not saying it, it's to God be the glory, to fast and pray. Now then, it's a funny thing, because I'll tell you something, when you fast, you can't, well, you've, you're like, it's hunger first, isn't it? The hunger pangs, but you know, your mind gets clearer. Your mind starts getting clearer. And then you wanted to get to grips with God. And you know, it's been a revelation to me, this, this last bit, and it's only lately that, and to God be the praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Now then, that weapon, prayer, intercessory prayer, I think it's, it's surely illuminated to me, it's fantastic, because I know that things can get done. When we start doing that, this is when things start happening. Because there are prayer warriors in church. And I believe that when God, when we're ready for this particular weapon, that's when God gives us it. You know, when we were in the army, they let you play about with, with guns that didn't work at first. And then they gave you one that, one of the old-fashioned type. But when you were ready for the best, in my case, the 20 millimeter uh, machine gun, that's when they let you have it. But when you were ready to use it, and I believe that God's calling us all up, to, to use these weapons. And you know, it says, and for me that utterance may give unto me, this comes after this, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. You know, when I first got saved, people, I was, by getting saved, people witnessed, my brother witnessed for me, he used to go to the pub and say, our Jerry's gone religious. And as he, and they used to come and say, have you gone religious? Why have you got saved? And I used to say, well, I used to, well, fancied a new way of life and or I know that I've got this peace but you know it's not boldly it's not boldly we're telling them that Jesus loves us and we've accepted him but we move forward in boldness and when you do you start things start to happen I once told a woman at work and it's a long time since she said something had happened to me and God had really blessed me and he delivered me from smoking and that and I said and I started to tell this woman, I says, do you know, I says, the Lord's really done something. She wasn't a Christian, she'd believed in God and that way. I says, do you know, the Lord's done something for me. He's blessed my soul. And she burst into tears. She burst into tears. She says, oh, she says, oh, she says, I don't feel. You know, it's the love of God. I didn't know it was at that time. But you know, this is what we've got to do. But also, when we start using these weapons and we start getting them, this is where we can soon get legged up. And this is where a lot of these religious ministers get legged up. They get it, it starts going down into here and then it starts floating back up, up here. And then they start getting, start teaching us, they start teaching us. You know, I had a pal when I was in the Air Force and he was a smashing lad and we had some really good times together. And we used to go out and enjoy ourselves and they made him a corporal. And I says, oh, I haven't seen Philip for a week or two. Anyway, this particular day I passed, and he's coming towards me. I say, oh, Philip, are we going out tonight? Too <laughs> Corporal. He says, it's corporal to you. He put his sin on an airplane. And after that, I never saw him. I didn't want anything to do with him. But you know, we haven't to put ourselves on an airplane. Because God wants to. He wants to give us all promotion, doesn't he? 
we'll have it. And it's grand to be saved now. Do you know, it's doing me good. This, I, I like this, this job, this last part. Prayer and supplication. I never thought to get down to this. I once stood up and I says, I can't bang the, the, the windows of heaven to get in. And Bob Nichols in here all off his here when I was telling this. He says, God knows when you're ready. And to God be the glory that he's, he's leading us on a bit at a time. And he's not giving us anything we don't want. When you have a baby, Paul's little baby, she doesn't show best state down his throat because he's not ready for it. And God feeds us certain stuff as we're ready for it. And we've never done. We've never done. There's more on the menu to follow. I'm glad about that. Amen. God bless. You know, we sing a chorus. I know that I know that Jesus is mine. The warmth of his grace I feel. He taught me how to live in peace. And I know, and I know that he's real. You know, tonight I know that Jesus is real for me. You know, you can't explain some of the things that you seem to go through. And you know, it's easy when we're together and it's different when we're alone. tonight. I love him because he's so real in my life. You know, you can have everything that this world can afford. You can have the best of everything, but it doesn't bring you no satisfaction. It's like a bubble and it bursts. But you know, when you've got Jesus, he keeps on loving you and he satisfies you and he gives you peace and joy that nobody can take away you know we've only just gone to live where we live in now maybe about 18 months maybe and I don't know anybody only one person and you know she, she came into my house and I testified to her and she said, you've no need to say anything because I know, I know there's something about you that I haven't met for a long time. And you know, after I testified, I never saw her again and it troubled me. And I kept wondering what I'd done. And yet I realized that it was something to do with God and God's spirit and she came bounding in a couple of days ago and the first thing she did was give me a kiss and she said about why she hadn't been and you know I thought well Lord you've got it all in hand and I was troubled and I needn't to have been because you know the end from the beginning and you know we so often give God things and gradually, we take them back to ourselves. We think that because God's blessing us, we can manage to sort things out. And we can't, you know, because we make a mess of things. We make a bigger mess of things than we ever would have done if we'd left it, because he sorts it all out. And if we only rest in him, that is the thing that if we completely give these problems over to him 
and rest in him, then he works out everything for our good. You know, some things are bitter that we have to take, but it's showing us things all the time. And you know, it doesn't do anything to hurt us. It does it all for our benefit. God bless you. You for a start, isn't she nice? <laughs> You're looking at a little bit of heaven now. <coughs> Wonder if you're saved, aren't you? Yes. I'm excited about it. Yeah. You really like it? Oh, yeah. You tell them what it's like then. Yeah. And if you've been, as, and tell me if anything's quickened you in the word this week. You tell me, will um, you? Yes. Well, today I was, I was reading in Matthew and. Um, a verse that stuck out to me um, is what Jesus told John the Baptist's disciples. Um, he said, tell John the Baptist that blessed are those that don't doubt me. You know, and I was thinking that lots of times um, when we're praying and that, you know, we want instant answers. You know, and we don't, we're not learning to trust in all. You know, we want an instant answer, but we've got to learn to, um, well, trust the Lord. That's right, yeah. For, you know, small things and big things and for everything, you know, and just grow in that way, you know. I don't know how to, how to explain it. Bless you. Well, she's growing, isn't she? Give her another clap. She said she'd find a new interest in the word, hadn't you? Oh, yes. You're still finding it? Yeah. Bless you. Understanding it more, that's why. Eh? Understanding it more. Yeah, that's right, yeah. that's right. Well, Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for the work you've begun in our sister. And we pray in Jesus' name that you continue the work as you've started. And, oh, God, just feed her on the living thy wonderful spirit. Lord, give us such a mighty anointing tonight and a great desire, Lord. Lord, we pray she'll so be filled with the Spirit that those who meet will take knowledge of that she's been with Jesus. Oh, God, bless her now. And brother soul, in the name of Jesus, amen. Ask everybody to put their hands up and praise the Lord. Everybody put your hands up and praise the Lord. Well, it's right what May says, that when you, you come in here, you've got to get up and feel the Lord like, and get that's up it, and jump about. Because that's it, that's it. when I first come in, when I come in tonight, I was froze. You what? I was froze. Well, you froze. And as soon as I come in, I felt the warmth of the Lord, and as soon as I started jumping about, I was hot. And now that's all we have. You're enjoying it, I'm enjoying it, yeah. You're really enjoying yeah, it. Great. Have you learnt any more this week? Well, I haven't learned much at all, really, haven't I? Haven't you? No. No. Um, I was reading, I think it was Matthew, Matthew 7, I think. Uh -huh. And a bit that stuck out in my mind, really, was um, knocking the door shall be opened unto you. That's right. And uh, seeking he shall find. That's right, Andrew. And Is that uh, what you're doing? That's what I'm doing. That's a good one. Seek the Lord, you'll find him. That's, that's right. what I've done. Have you found him? I've found him. Well, now you've done that, ask everybody to put their hands up and praise the Lord. Everybody right? put your hands up and praise the Lord. Praise him. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
coming down physically because there was a drastic cardiac had packed up but as soon as we come in here you know you could feel not only the one physically but spiritually you know you've been we could tell that someone had been here before you'd have been really uplifting the lord and i've been reading again romans 8 again today <laughs> and the part that blessed me was from verse 16 down to verse 18 it says the Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. And, you know, he's, in my life the Lord is doing a great work as well. And, uh, you know, it's... It's in your every day when you're at work, wherever you are, you know, you can feel it, it's there. You know, and when you start praising, it starts to sort of whelm up and it's, it's trying to come out. And you've got to let it out, you know, otherwise you just blow up. And it's, but it, it's great, you know, I mean, and every time we come, we get encouraged more. You encourage us and uh, it's great, you know, and uh, that's what it's all about. Just this last two or three weeks made a difference. Been waiting on God in the spirit and wonderful things are happening. Is that right? Yes, it's right. Well, even Billy Morse has been changed. If God can save a man like him, there's hope for anybody. And said as well. There's hope for anybody. And you. And you. And you. Marvellous it gives you the time. Bless you. You know, um, I went upstairs today and uh, picked up the Bible and I haven't read it sort of for ages and, uh, well, ages and ages in fact and you know it has a little blue tab thing and uh, anyway I'd opened it at that, you see, just to open it at quick and where should it open? Romans 8. Did it really? So I thought, well, I'll have a read because you've been going on about it and I just got so far, and, and I was interrupted, you see, so I put it down. But the last thing I read was where it says that we're um, adopted, you know, through the Spirit, that um, we're adopted and, and that we cry, Abba, Father, you see. And uh, anyway, I didn't go back to it. I stayed in the kitchen. I was thinking about this business of, of crying, Abba, Father, and I thought, you know, in the natural, I'm very quick to suddenly shout, Dad! Dad, as soon as something goes wrong, Dad, you know, let's go and tell Dad about it. And, you know, we're all the same, always running to Dad. And, you know, I was thinking about when I was really little and I remembered um, being bullied at school. This lad had bullied me or shouted at me something. I went home and I told Dad 
And I remember he says, you tell him, I said, if he, you know, if he does it anymore, he'll have me to deal with it. Oh, now I went back. <laughs> My dad says, so of course if dad says it, and this, this frightened this little lad, you know, and, and I was thinking, you know, about um, when Moses had to go to the Pharaoh and tell him to free his people, and he said, well, what shall I say, and who shall I say sent me? And he says, uh, you know, tell him that he'd sent him, and he says, well, uh, well, if they ask who you are, who are you? And he says, you tell them, I am that I am. You know, and he, and he went forth in that strength, didn't he? You know, I was thinking, you know, that how proud I was, and I went, my dad says, and that was it. If dad said, then that was it, because he was over everything. But, you know, then I remembered another time when this, another line kept hitting me. Every night when I left school, did he belt me. And I used to go running home, terrified. I used to dash out of school. I used to go running home for all I was worth. And he always used to catch me and clobber me one. And I remember telling Dad and telling Dad, but he, he never did anything about it. He never went out and told this lad off or anything. And you know, it went on and on and on until I remember one night I came out of school and something snapped and that was it. I'd had enough, and this lad come up, and I didn't just hit him or push him or something, but I picked him up by the body and I threw him down at my feet. And you know, he never bothered me again. And you know, but I saw a spiritual, I saw a spirit, I'm not surprised either, but I saw a spiritual side to this. And you know, when, when we're really young, you know, and, and we've just been saved and that. You know, over every little thing, we, we run back to the Lord to tell him everything, don't we? You know, and, and all the time, somebody's sent to help you or somebody gives a word to encourage you. All the time, everything you're going through. But, you know, I found that there was a time came where God didn't seem to be doing anything about the problem that was bothering me and he didn't seem to be doing anything about it until in the end I just came to a place where I'd had enough and you know what I did I did something about it myself and you know I learned then and there that you know there's so much you know as you get older that you learn to do yourself and and you and you, you do like May was saying and I could say amen to that sometimes you just have to give yourself a little poke and just stir yourself up and be determined now I'm not going to let this overcome me I'm not going to let that get me down instead of always running for somebody to be your crutch and to hold you you learn to stand on your own two feet you know that I only got that far but it really blessed me because as I went back in the natural I could really see the spiritual and God really blessed me and showed me, you know, just how strong we can be when we're left to do something on our own. Praise the Lord. Bless you, darling. Something which is going and working on me a lot at the moment, that this is a do-it-yourself gospel. It is, you have to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You have to do it. You have to yield yourself to God. He's done all he can. It's a do-it-yourself job. Working out your... Praise the Lord. That's right. You've got to put the armour of God on it to do it yourself. That was lovely, darling. Thank you very much. Just a quick one, Mary, Mary. Have you still got it? <laughs> yes. Yes, you do. Uh, Bob says I'm not contrary anyway, didn't you, Bob? Yes, you're not contrary. <laughs> She's Mary. When I woke, just before I wakened up this morning, 
I was dreaming. And I saw a man with his eyes glazed in death. And all he was saying was Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And the scripture that's been coming to me over and over again today is we have this hope oh. as an anchor for our souls. Hallelujah. You know, there's nothing in this world that can harm us when we have Jesus as the anchor of our souls because nothing that comes against us can harm the spirit within us. The spirit of Christ, that is. You know, we get hurt when we go back into our own natural man and we revert back. But in the spirit, when you walk in the spirit, then there's no condemnation. When you walk in the spirit, nothing can hurt you. When you walk in the spirit, then you're walking above. You're walking above. And the things that come against you, they've no power to hurt you. And it's this anchor that we have for our souls. It's Jesus. Hallelujah. And even in the most, in the worst circumstances that man can envisage, the worst thing that we envisage is always death. But in that 